Welcome everyone to the Louisiana Delta Crop Report podcast. Okay, hey, this is Dennis Burns, your host for today's podcast. I'm here at the Northeast Research Station in Tinsall Parish with Dr. Donnie Miller, weed scientist and research coordinator here at the station. Welcome, Donnie, and thanks for coming on the podcast to share some information about the Northeast Research Station, its history, and its operation. Dennis, I appreciate you asking me, inviting me to this podcast, and I'll be more than happy to provide some information from the Northeast Research Station. Well, uh, tell me something about the history of the station. Okay, Dennis, well, it's it's hard to believe, but the Northeast Research Station has been an integral part of the Northeast region and St. Joseph, you know, Tensaw area for over 90 years now. Uh, When you look back at the impetus for why the station began, why it was started, Back in the 20s, there was a research station right across the river in Mississippi that was putting out good data to producers at that time through Mississippi State. Uh, The producers in this particular region wanted to have their own station. Uh, Although the environments are fairly similar, you know, we do have microclimate differences and so forth. I think it's just a pride thing having research come out of LSU, their state university. So they got together and wanted to have a station here on this side of the river, one where it represented most of the soils here in the state. And back in uh, 1929, well, I guess the station opened in 1929, so in the the late 20s, uh, at the request of producers in the Northeast Louisiana region, the police juries from 11 parishes in the Northeast part of the state provided funds, and those funds were to go towards facilities and and maintenance here at the station. And the uh, Tinsaw Parish, Tinsel Parish provided land, approximately 160 acres at that time, to actually house the station. As long as there was a station here, they would have use of the land, an operating station here. At that time, the branch station was called the Louisiana Delta Experiment Station at that time. It was not the Northeast Research Station. Uh, throughout the years, the station has grown from its original you know, 160 acres to a maximum, we had about 620 acres, give or take a few. Uh, we're currently at about 500 acres. We've leased a couple of parcels of land out to two producers. So we're about down to 500 acres right now. Uh, we've had five research coordinators through the year. The first coordinator is Mr. C.B. Haddon from 1929 to 1954. Uh, Johnny Hendricks was a coordinator from 54 to 74. Larry Rogers coordinated the station from 74 to 95. And Dr. Bob Hutchinson from 95 to 09. And I've been the research coordinator since that point. So the station has really grown. It's an integral part of the community provides uh, a, a lot of, of good research that producers can use, take on their form on the soils and environments that they're growing. Also, a, an employer provides employment opportunities for residents in the, the community. And as well, and, and almost as important is, it allows us to hire each year transient student workers, high school workers, who come work with the individual projects. It gives them obviously money in their project, but exposes them to agriculture Maybe a future benefit to have some agriculture uh, coming up through these young kids, and they may take uh, careers in agriculture. So it's it's a win-win for everybody to have the station here, and the community takes great pride in having this station here. Good. Well, yeah, I know as far as student workers, both my girls worked here. You've had boys work here, and both my girls worked. Neither one of them majored in ag, but they both worked for ag, the College of Ag, when they went to college and student workers all through college. So it carried forward, you know, it's carried forward from what they learned here, made them very valuable when they got to school. So, I mean, that's 
that's a great deal, and it and I would I don't even know how many kids that we've had work here that actually went on to act and were successful. Uh, yeah, I don't have an exact number, but I know you run into producers all the time, consultants, uh, colleagues that are from the St. Joe from the Northeast area that actually worked at the station. Mm -hmm. They can tell you exactly when they worked here. I, I ran into somebody the other day at the bank just up in town, Mr. Bill Watson, who's 90. 80-something years old, it's a good age on him. And he was telling me a story about when he worked here at the station mm -hmm. under Dr. Haddon, taking bowl counts on cotton. So you always are interested to find some people that, that worked here as, as students. And they remember those lessons. If not going into ag, they sure remember the hard work yeah. and the, the, the you know specific work they had to do here. So it's a lot of good memories. Yeah, it, it's very good. I mean, it was, it's been, it was great for them, you know, to work here. Be, become responsible, get some responsibility, and as they work here over years, it, it, it pays off. Now, you mentioned that about the all the 11 parishes in the Northeast came together. Was that just a one-time support when it was founded? Yes, I think I think it was. Then yeah. it's not a thousand percent sure, but I think that was a one-time startup funds to to get you to know get the actual going. construction of the facilities and buildings here. Now there may have been some maintenance that yeah. went along through the years when funding was needed. I'm not exactly okay. sure how the funding mechanisms occurred at that point. Well, that's that's great. I mean, yeah. it's good that everybody that everybody came together and realized there was a need for a station here. Like you say, the the Delta Branch mm. Station in Leland is great, but we needed something here for us. Absolutely. Um, and what soil types do you have here on the station? Uh, we have all the soil types that are represented in the northeast part of the station. We have the alluvial ice cream land, if you're a commerce, silt loam, all the way down to some heavy ground, heavier clay-type ground. So we across the station, like I said, we hit on just about every soil type we have represented in the northeast region other than, you know, the Macon Ridge soil the that we, we look at in the Macon Ridge and more droughty soil. So uh, we were able to conduct, you know, our experiments across a wide variety of soil types. Okay, and bringing that up, what about crops? What crops are we working with? Here? Okay, okay. Uh, crops that we do research here are your corn, cotton, soybean, grain sorghum, rice, and sweet potato are okay. the primary crops that, that we do research here on the station. And, and we, we have through the years done research on, believe it or not, sugar beets and sugar cane, looking at cold tolerance of sugar cane up here, well, work we did with USDA in collaboration, and actually looked at sugar beets when there was interest mm -hmm. of possibly having that as a, as a crop up here. actually looked at that several years. So yeah, I remember the sugar cane and uh, I remember the sugar beets too. So that was, uh, that was when the ethanol was real big. And Absolutely. And interesting enough, the sugar beets produced as much sugar and, and much tonnage as they would where they're, they're naturally grown. Mm -hmm. So that was... That was shame that kind of died out because that was going to be another good crop for us. Um, what are, what I mean we've got all these different crops we're working in, all of them pretty much all the major crops. What are we? What research is being done? Like I know you do weed control. Correct. What what we can you work in all crops or just my, my primary crops that I work in are soybean, cotton, and sweet potato okay. when it comes to weed control research. We have other scientists that are working on weed control in all the crops I just listed. We have pathologists that are working in disease issues, nematode issues. We have agronomists that are working in areas such as you know cover crop production, mm -hmm. a variety of evaluations, soil fertility, uh, looking at uh, irrigation, looking mm -hmm. at you know using drones, using technology, modern technology to help producers you know maximize their profits. I think one of the major areas that we have a benefit for, and I think that's true for any research station, is we get to look at products, varieties, 
before they're available to the producer. I think that's extremely important. We get to identify the strengths of every one of these products, every one of these varieties, and the pitfalls as well. So the producer can look at those being grown on a similar soil that he has, similar environment that she has, and see exactly how it's gonna perform. So I think that's one of the benefits, regardless of what discipline you're talking about, mm -hmm. is we get that early look-see. And the producers get a non-biased opinion of what it's going to do. We're not trying to sell them anything. We're just trying to evaluate so they can, you know, maximize their profits and production on farm. But, and I know that I've been told over the years that sometimes if, if a research project fails, that's not a bad thing. Well, that's exactly right. Like I said, you are trying to identify the strengths. Hopefully when we get a, a new product out, we evaluate a new system out, a new cropping system being looked at. We can identify that pitfall. We can identify, yeah, okay, it's, 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 it's producing this, producing this, but at this cost. So the bottom line is not there. Yeah. No, that's, that's, not, that's not a bad at all. You want a you know, new compound might come out, look great. We look at it one year, it looks fantastic. Next year, we get five inches of rain behind it, totally destroys the crop. That's something that, that we need to know, and we're able to see that on a small replicated you know, plot work. Yeah. Uh, we're able to identify that and see that pitfall before yeah. the producer. And does it on a thousand acres, you know, yeah. thousands of acres. Well, it, it, yeah, it, it makes a huge difference. You do it on a small plot, if you lose it, well, you lose it. But somebody on, if he's got it on a thousand acres, that's a tremendous financial hardship. Absolutely, and absolutely. That's, and that's a major purpose of the station, isn't it? To, to I guess you could say, uh, ground truth all these products and practices coming out. Uh, That's exactly right. That's correct. Like I said, we can identify those pitfalls, hopefully. We look at, you know, we don't just look at things one year. We look at it multiple years. We repeat yeah. it over environments, repeat it over soil types yeah. to see exactly how it's going to perform. And the producers can rely on that data because, like I said, it's, it's looked at in their backyard. Okay. So they can they can feel comfortable with that data. All right, good deal. Now you mentioned research scientists. There, you're here. Who else is based here all the time? Okay, we have two other scientists that are based here. Dr. Rick Muscagney, who is an agronomist working primarily in corn and small grains, and we have Dr. Josh Copes, who is an agronomist slash weed oh. scientist uh, looking at weed control in corn, small grains. Uh, also looking at uh, cover crops. His major focus of his research is on cover crops. So. We are located here to fill up every bit of land that we have with research. We have produce, uh, colleagues that come over, scientists that come over from the Macon Ridge Research Station, Dean Lee Research Station, down from on campus in, in, at uh, LSU, down on campus, because they you know, they know that they can get good research up here. They know it's representative of the soils of a lot of the areas where these are grown. We have unique weeds up here. We have nematode issues they can take advantage of up here. So we have a lot of those uh, colleagues that come up here. We also have a lot of ag industry people that like mm -hmm. to put some new trials here with experimental varieties and they'll bring groups of farmers through the station. So it's a win-win for everybody. So it's not okay. just the, the scientists that are housed here. It's really a research station for the entire state. Oh, well, see, that's, that's, that's great. And we know, we know the work y'all do here is very important and very, very vital, and I know that having been through field days here and stuff, y'all focus, try and focus on the cutting edge, what the things that are coming. You mentioned the drones and some other things, some of the new herbicides. Y'all are all continually looking 
looking at that new stuff that's coming out. Well, like I said, like you were saying, we, we look at a lot of the cutting edge top technology. I know you and RL looking at a lot of the drone work, looking at a lot of technology from a standpoint, we look at a lot of transgenic technology and new 2,4-D cotton and new dicamba cotton. And I know, you know, in insect entomology as well and pathology as well. And that, that's, like I said, that's another way we can look at these technologies, identify these pitfalls because you know the bottom line of producer is, is you know profit profit margin yeah. so anything we can do to help them get the answers they need that's exactly what uh, what we need what we need to do you know and at the station we also have the extension service located here so it's a good collaboration between research and extension and really strengthens the station strengthens both programs and something that the the community takes pride in having those two organizations here yeah. well that's great Donnie uh, that's some good information I think it's, uh, it's vital that everybody knows what the Northeast Research Station contributes to the ag economy and even just the local economy for what, you know, what we provide. And, and, uh, and, and as you can say, in some cases, we're talking about new technology, looking at it, explaining it, figuring out how it works to even a student worker, give them a hand up, going to college and helping them maybe in a further career. But um, that's, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, explaining all this to you. We're going to have to get you back later on this summer. We'll talk about weed control in the various crops you work in because there's always it either rains too much or it's too dry so the herbicides don't work. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah. It's, ne it's never optimum. Dennis, I appreciate the opportunity you and RL have provided for me to talk a little bit about the station. We take great pride in our work here and uh, be happy to come back anytime and discuss weed control or any other issues you want to discuss. Well, thank you, Donnie. Uh, before we go, for everybody's listening, if y'all have any topics or subject of interest, give us a call and we'll see what we can do. Thank y'all. Louisiana Delta Crop Report podcast is produced by the LSU Ag Center Extension Service. For more information, visit lsuagcenter.com or contact your local extension office.